Radio. Hey, now it's cracking. Welcome to 2024. I say that because you might be joining us for hour number three, which might be hour number one for you. I am Jim Rome. I'm in SoCal. It is absolutely awesome to be here. Happy New Year. Very quickly, I think by now you know the drill. My telephone number is toll free. It's wide open. 1-800-636-8686. You can find me on the X at Jim Rome. You can also find me on email at Rome, R-O-M-E, at Habitate.com. But let me get right to it. As promised, we start hour number three by having a conversation via Zoom. With a guy who is everywhere, he is the national college football host for On3. He's also the host of the Andy Staples On3 podcast. He previously served as a senior writer for The Athletic and Sports Illustrated. We are joined now by Andy Staples, who had a long day yesterday. Andy, it is great to have you back, man. How you doing? How you living? Oh, unbelievable. I mean, what a day of college football. And I was at the Rose Bowl. If there was one cloud in the sky, I didn't see it. It was absolutely perfect. Comes down to the final play. I mean, you cannot ask for anything better than that. Andy, seriously, that was such a beautiful day. And if you've been to the Rose Bowl before, you know what that's like. For those who have never been, talk about what it's like late in the day when the all-important sun starts to drop and you've got the mountains and just how picturesque it all is before we talk about the game. It's unbelievable because the sun starts to sink and then the colors start to come out. You get the reds and the pinks and the blues and it was what's interesting about this is that's when the game started to turn toward Alabama's way. And I'm, I'm crafting a lead on a story like the sky turned crimson. <laughs> and then with three minutes to go in the game, Michigan goes for a, a fourth and two on their own 33. And all of a sudden everything flips. It was incredible. I and mean, Blake Corum catches a pass, converts that fourth down and everything opens up for Michigan's offense. And, then you get that incredible overtime with the Blake Corum run for a touchdown and, and Michigan stuffing Alabama on the three-yard line. It was it was absolutely amazing how Michigan came back because it felt like they were done. When they were lining up for that fourth and two, you thought they were finished. Oh, I did. I agree with you. I thought for sure they were done. And you mentioned Blake Corum. You, if I'm not mistaken, you were stationed right there by the pylon. Dude, how yeah. tough and physical was that run that he had no T to win it? I went and looked back, and it was actually two tackles he spun out of. It felt like seven when you were watching it in real time. He he cut, he has an unbelievable jump cut to get in the hole, and then he spins away from Terion Arnold, and then he's still spinning as Kool Aid McKinstry tries to grab him, and he spins again, and then goes into the end zone. And it, it, I, I was thinking about this as as Robert Blake Corum's locker interviewing him after the game. He does not look like a guy who would be that hard to tackle, but he is just when he wants to get somewhere, he's impossible to tackle. And so in his locker gym after the game, he's got a Barry Sanders Pro Bowl jersey. And I'm thinking, man, Barry's got to be proud that this dude's walking out of the stadium in his jersey. Not only that, but not only the spin moves and his elusiveness, but man, he runs tough. He runs hard, man. He's physical and they are too. Andy Staples, finish that thought for me. That is a physical runner as well. Let's not lose track of that. Let's not sleep on how physical he is. Absolutely. And, and that's what I was talking to some of his offensive linemen, and they said that's what they see from him every day. What's interesting is we saw that a lot in 2022. You hadn't seen it as much in 2023, but that game was a reminder of when Blake Corum decides he's getting into the end zone, 
you're not stopping him. I think, and we saw it you know, against Ohio State that touchdown run after Zach Zinner got hurt. You know, he's he's brought it out a few times. He's going to have to bring it out again against Washington in the national title game. Andy Staples is joining us. We'll talk about that in a minute. What about JJ McCarthy? Did he show you anything that you didn't already know about him when he took his team down the field to force OT late in regulation, or maybe had you not seen that from him before? I think we've seen it from him before. I think with J.J., unfortunately, Michigan's schedule doesn't do him any favors because he was at his best when they were playing inferior competition at the beginning of the season. He was a little dinged up there at the end of the season, so you didn't get to see him at his best against Penn State and Ohio State. You got to see it in the fourth quarter yesterday, and I think that was a big deal. It felt like after that fourth down conversion that Michigan's offense sort of loosened up, and J.J. had talked about in previous years, Michigan having kind of paralysis by analysis. I feel like they were having a little bit of that yesterday. And then when they were in desperation mode, it was just like, okay, let's be who we are. Let JJ cook. And we're going to go down the field. And that drive was the best drive they had all day. Uh, He was spectacular. He was running the ball. Uh, He was on target, throwing the ball. And, you saw what the NFL people see in him. This is a guy the NFL scouts really like. And I, I wrote a story about him during the week, Jim, talking about how he, he's got an NFL decision to make. And, and he's talked about that. And, and people were responding to me saying, what What do you mean NFL? This, this guy doesn't need to go to the NFL. No, he is a very good quarterback who will be pretty coveted if he decides to go to the next level. Hmm. Andy Staples is joining us. So, Andy, Michigan made a lot of mistakes, but they were able to overcome those mistakes. Does that effort beat Washington in the title game, or are they going to have to clean that up between now and then? They will have to clean up, especially the special teams' mistakes. The two muff punts are unforgivable. Missing a, a PAT is unforgivable. You do that against Washington, you are going to lose, and I think they know that. The thing is, that's so uncharacteristic from this Michigan team. I don't think we're going to see that against Washington. What I'm really interested in, Jim, is can Michigan's D-line get to Michael Penix Jr., because they were all over Jalen Milrow. But if you watch that game, Alabama was struggling to snap the ball. They were snapping it at his shins a lot of plays. And when you've got to look down and then look back up and all of a sudden that defense is on you, it's a very different experience. That has not been a problem for Washington. They get the ball to Penix, and he gets it out really, really fast. And, oh, by the way, that's the best trio of receivers in the country at Washington. So, it, that one, that match is going to be incredible because Michigan does have a lot of talent in the secondary, but nobody has been able to cover those guys all season. All right, so before we go there, and Penix was absolutely incredible. What a laser show that was. Andy Staples is joining us via Zoom right now. So, you know, obviously the media took a shot, and obviously Jim Harbaugh was not going to answer the question. Andy, in your personal opinion, and based on who you talk to, do you think that national championship game is going to be Harbaugh's last game at Michigan? I think there's a good chance of it because – the the NFL has been out there as something he's wanted for a while. You know, he he interviewed for the Vikings job a couple years ago when when O'Connell got it. He is he looked at some jobs last year. He was in the mix for some, but was kind of a, a secondary candidate. There are a lot of jobs open. There's a lot of people who want someone who can work with quarterbacks. You know, you think about the Chargers are open, the Raiders are open, the Commanders are going to open, and. So it definitely seems like there's something to that. He just hired Don Yee, Tom Brady's agent, as his agent. He'd, he'd been going without one. You know, remember, Jim Harbaugh was a really good NFL coach. He coached the NFL for three years with the 49ers. He made the NFC Championship game, tw- uh, sorry, four years with the 49ers, made the NFC Championship game three times, made the Super Bowl once. So he's he's been right there. They finished that Super Bowl on the seven-yard line, down five. 
So it's it's probably gnawing there in the back of his mind, like I can go do this. And if you're going to go out, this would be a way to go out. Plus, you have dual NCAA investigations. You've got Cheeseburger Gate, and then you've also got the sign stealing stuff. We don't know what sort of discipline may be coming down. Now, if I'm Michigan, I would just ride with him because they're going to play 15 games this year. He didn't coach in six of them, and they're still playing for the national title. You've got Sharon Moore there if you need him to be the acting coach, but you've also got Sharon Moore there if Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL. I don't think Michigan misses a beat. Do you think that if he goes to the NFL that it's a given that Sharon Moore would get that job? I think so. I, I mean, people have said, well, why wouldn't they call Kalen DeBoer? I actually think the NFL teams are going to call Kalen DeBoer Washington. I, I think that that probably is Washington's bigger concern in the offseason is Kalen DeBoer might be coveted by the NFL teams as well. But I think Sharon Moore has shown that he's perfect to lead that Michigan program. I mean, look at look at the way he coached that game against Ohio State. I mean, and you know, if you if you have him coming in behind Harbaugh, that there's a lot of continuity there. A lot of the infrastructure stays in place. I would want to keep this going as long as I could. Andy Staples joining us, covering a lot of ground like he always does. I'm glad you mentioned Kalen DeBoer. Andy, I talked to him when he was at Fresno State, and I thought, man, this guy is a coach. This guy can flat-out coach, and he's proving it once again. I mean, for him to go to Washington and do what he's done, and to your point that he's going to get NFL interest and maybe you know more than some, like some really legitimate NFL interest, can you speak to just how effective and how good of a coach this guy is? And I don't care that he started at NAIA on that level. This dude can flat-out coach. Well, I think the NAIA thing, matters a lot he's he was a head coach as a young man he was at sioux falls which is his alma mater winning national titles in the naia and i've talked to him about that and he said he learned so much there without millions of eyes on him you know i i, I go back to kirby smart being the national title game in his second season as the head coach at georgia like that's a hard place to learn things as a head coach but Kalen DeBoer had all this experience before he became the head coach at Fresno State, before he became the head coach at Washington, where you look at him in, in like situational football, he always seems to make the right decision, although I know we're, we're killing him for, for handing off to Dylan, Dylan Johnson to take a knees last night. But I do feel like, like there was a fourth down late in the second quarter yesterday that he went for that I don't think most coaches would have gone for, but he understands his team. He understands the analytics and – he went for it and, it and it worked. And I just think that the experience he had as a young head coach informed him now. And if, if we're talking about the NFL, you know, Kalen DeBoer's reputation in college is not as a talent accumulator. He's not one of those who gets all the five-star recruits. He's a talent maximizer. And talent accumulation doesn't help you in the NFL because there's a draft that you don't recruit. But talent maximization is the most important skill when it comes to the NFL, and Kalen DeBoer is great at that. And by the way, you know who else is? Jim Harbaugh. Hmm. Andy Staples joining us for a few more moments. So, Andy, what is your early lean? For instance, Michael Penix Jr. was unbelievable last night. We know this. Afterwards, he was asked, was that the best game you've played? He's like, no, my best game is still in front of me. What is your <laughs> early lean for the Natty? Who do you like? So I decided before the semifinals I was going to stop doubting Washington. Uh, I doubted them most of the season. I picked against them in both Oregon games. So I picked them to beat Texas. I'm going to pick them to beat Michigan too, especially if you're going to give me four and a half points. Uh, I just, at a certain point, I can't keep doubting them. And I think their offensive line has been slept on. This is a group that salted away the Oregon game on the ground that handled a really good Texas defensive front yesterday. They're going to play the toughest group they've played all season in this Michigan defensive front. But 
the way Penix gets rid of the ball and the quality of those receivers. Again, we haven't seen like Alabama doesn't have anybody like that. Michigan has seen this in Ohio State. They've had to to, to guard Marvin Harrison and Emeka Buka, but they didn't have Michael Penix throwing in the ball, and I think that makes all the difference. See, the thing is, when you say, I'm not going to doubt them anymore, I see you working, but that's what they want. They want everybody to continue to doubt them because they're running on that fuel, and it's working for them, although I agree with you. If I can get four and a half, and that was the early line, I like that. I think there's real value in four and a half. Andy, before you go, let me ask you this. Like You and I have done this for a long time. You've come on this show. You've come on my TV shows. You did so when you were at The Athletic. You did so at SI. I love the new media. I love what you've done to kind of reinvent yourself and rebrand yourself. You seem like you're having a great, great time working with On3. For those who don't know, and this is not a condition of this conversation, I just am really curious, are you having as much fun <laughs> as you seem to be, and what's it been like? Oh, it's been unbelievable. So, I, you know, as a writer most of my career, and I still do write, I wrote a column off the game last night about going inside the overtime, talking to the Michigan players who were involved in all those plays, but... I love being able to to talk about it in a different medium, to talk about it on shows, on podcasts. And so if you go look at the video I did on the field after the game last night, I say it at the end. I just say thank you for letting me do this job because it was unbelievable. I had the victors playing in the background. The Michigan band is playing the victors as I'm talking. The confetti's raining. It's the Rose Bowl. It came down to the last play. I, if you'd have told me as a kid, this could be my life. I never would have believed it. And so I'm, I'm forever grateful to, to all those companies you just mentioned that have let me do this and, and to people like you who give me a platform because I, I am so lucky. Like I cannot believe I got to do what I did yesterday for my job. Right? Like they pay you to do it. I saw the video. The video is great. The video is great. I saw it. A lot of other people saw it too. It got a lot of views and a lot of downloads. So good on you. Andy Staples joining us the day after. I know you had a long day. Andy, I appreciate you making time for us today like you always do. Great job by you. And I hope we can do it again soon. I know we'll do it again soon. Andy, thanks so much. Anytime, Jim. Pro. Absolute pro. Andy Staples joining us. And I like what he said at the very end. You should go find the video. He, you can just tell. I mean, that was a guy who was in the moment and had such great gratitude and was looking around like, damn, I can't believe it. I One, I get to do this, and two, they pay me to do this? And he does it really, really well. All right, so his early lean is Washington. Like, and he just said it. I've been doubting these guys for most of the year. Not anymore. Not anymore. The Huskies, as I mentioned, want you to doubt them. They love that. They're running on that fuel. Kind of hard to doubt them after seeing what they did last night. Yes, it almost got away, but they finished. And if Michael Penix Jr. has not played his best ball yet, look the hell out. He was tremendous. Oh, looky here. Is that the actual champ? It's got to be, right? The reigning smack-off champ is on hold. So you know what that means. He doesn't wait. He goes right to the front of the line. In fact, yeah, he's going to have to wait. I was going to say we can go to him right now, but I'd rather that I promote that, get through the break. And when we come back, the first call out of the break, provided that he is still there, is the reigning king of smack, the smack-off champ, Mark in Boston. That's your tone setter. That should have been the first call of the year. Not somebody telling me that they're a Longhorn fan and that they actually feel good about the loss and they would have felt worse if they won. That will not win you the smack off. 
That kind of take's not going to get you a golden ticket either. That kind of take's not going to get you anything other than run. I think I would have felt worse if we had won being a Longhorns fan. Really? Man, I'll tell you what, Rome. That was such a great loss last night. Man, I'll tell you what would have been horrible, though, if we won. Then what? Then we get to play for the national championship. That would have sucked. All right, so Mark in Boston, guaranteed, when we come back. Stay with it. My thanks to Andy Staples. In case you missed it earlier, we had Isaiah Likely, a tight end for the Ravens as well. Happy New Year. Nice to have you. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. For the ones who get it done, Granger is offering supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product experts ready to answer your toughest questions. So what you want to do is call or click Granger.com or stop on by. Again, my thanks to Andy Staples, who's just joining us right now, and you're watching on CBS Sports Network. How about that coastline? All right, welcome to the program. Without further ado, let's go to the king of smack, the smack-off champ. If you are new to it, we do it once a year. The best of the best, callers only, invite only. I've done it 29 consecutive years. Next year is year 30. This guy won Smack Off number 29, so he is exempt for every Smack Off going forward. He can go the entire year without checking in. But of course, being the Michigan man that he is, you knew he wasn't going to wait long. We go to the champ, Mark in Boston. Mark, check that. Champ, what's going on? Happy New Year. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, Jim. <laughs> Let me turn that down for a second. Oops, my bad. Hey, uh, Jim, listen, can I speak directly to your audience for just a moment? Please Clone, do. Was there ever any doubt that this wasn't the year of the Wolverine? The quintessential Michigan man walking into Caleb's barn and ripping the crown off his head? The team, the team, the team rolling through their schedule punked that soft bitch Mark and Hollywood's Penn State squad back to the Stone Age in their barn, ripped out the soul of Ryan Day and the Buckeyes, put Iowa in absolute blender on Indian- in Indianapolis. They tried to kill our coach. They tried to say we were cheating. Well, I'm here to say to all the haters and the losers, listen closely. Cheating works. I love it. We just killed the Prince of Darkness in Pasadena and sent those inbred hicks back to their hollers. And now we have an opportunity to drive the final stake through the heart of the Pac-12 and send one of the worst-run conferences in history to its funeral. And then welcome them to the Big Ten, where real football is played. And my prediction for the Natty, hey, diddle, diddle, Blake tore him up the middle. And one last thing. It's an incredibly sad state of affairs in Indy. Jim, Mike and Indy's fall from grace is tantamount to Lance Armstrong. Put these guys together, you got one full set. Mike, if you put half the effort into flexing those keyboard warrior fingers as you do talking junk live, well, you'd have the same amount of smack-offs, half of one. You're half a champ, you're half a man, and you don't have the stones to respond either. I'm literally talking into the void because you are a coward. And I'm sure you'll have plenty of time to formulate a little response behind the comfort of your phone screen, loser. Go blue. Jimmy, who's got it better than me? Nobody. 
That's my dude right there. That's your smack off champ, number 29, Rakim. It goes without saying, Rakim. Rakim! Mark in Boston, wishing the jungle a happy new year from the Wolverines. This is why this guy's different. Can you do better than that? Can you take that guy down? That's the guy you're all looking at right now. The smack off champ for smack off 29. Once again, we do that once a year. So what what we have here are very unique callers, very different callers. The very best callers on this program get to beef and do what they do once a year. That guy beat the best of the best to win his strap. And he's saying, was there ever any doubt? Was there ever any doubt that the Wolverines would win that game and play for a natty and win the natty? Well, well, yes, (laughs) actually. There were lots of doubts. Like when the program suspended your coach for three games and then the conference suspended your coach for three games. But even then, even then, Mark, you make a lot of good points. (laughs) He goes, when they all called us cheating. He's like, cheating is great. It works. I will say when I had significant doubt, I had significant doubt when you were looking at fourth and two from like your own 30 late in that game. I thought that game was over. Honestly, I thought the red ass was going to have his moment once again. But when you converted, you could tell at that point, like, oh, damn, this is not good for Bama. And they went right down the field. And then Corum finished it in OT with two runs. My man, you earned that right. You earned that right to say everything you just said. You did. That's what a smack-off champ sounds like. He said, y'all should have known. You should have known when I went into Caleb's house and ripped that crown off of his head and made that call. Maybe we should have known. You're not done yet, though. Again, the Huskies love this. They're running on that fuel. They're running on that doubt. And did you watch Michael Penix Jr.? Guy looked incredible. Let's go to Oregon. Joey, great to have you, Joey. What's going on? Hey, big dog. Happy New Year. You too. Yeah, dude, uh, that uh, interview with uh, Staples was real good. He's actually a very smart man, unlike Mark. I get now why his parents named him Mark. I, as a fellow sports better, have really appreciated the slaps in the face and the disrespect that the sports books have been given my Huskies, baby. We beat Oregon earlier this year, yet they proceed to make them a 10.5-point favorite in the Pac-12 championship. And what we do, Jim, we showed them up. Last night, Texas closed at minus 3.5. What we do, Jim, we, we, we uh, beat them up. And my favorite line is Monday night. Michigan, minus 4.5, baby. Give me the points and smash that underdog money line, baby. I'm out. I love that. I love that phone call a lot. I love somebody calling in because he's about that action, dog. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to own it. When the books disrespected you as intensely as they did against Oregon, I laid the points. I admit it. I did. I'll also admit this. Last night, I bet against him again and got worked again. So I'm with you and Andy Staples. I mean, how many times are you going to get punched in the face before you learn? We'll see what happens between now and then, but sometimes there's something to be said about getting out in front of it. Four and a half seems like an awfully good value. 
an awfully good value. And that's in no disrespect to Michigan. It's a physical football team now, Michigan is. Michigan, you know, we could talk about the coach, and we could talk about the cheating, and we could talk about Michigan man, and them coming in this show and mucking things up. I've got nothing negative to say about Michigan player. I like that team, actually. They're fun. They're fun. They're physical as hell. They're talented. They're skilled. I like the team. I've got nothing at all against the team. But I like the Huskies, too. And I agree with him. Four and a half. Four and a half. He said, I'm going to smash the money line, too. How are you going to play that game? If you want to get in with your early thoughts and early lean, how do you like that game? Is the ultimate Michigan man going to walk off with a natty and go to the NFL? I find it very hard to believe that guy's sticking around. The NCAA hasn't even gotten to him yet. They're not done. Stay for who? For what? And if they win, especially, for who? For what? Reportedly, there's a contract on the desk for a minimum of 10, maybe 11 mil a year. And all he has to do to get that money is say, I'm going to stop looking for a job this year. Not even, I'm not going to look for an NFL job forever, or I'm not going to look for an NFL job for the next five years. I'm just going to not look for an NFL job this year. But make NFL money. And I'm a Michigan man. Yeah, but he hasn't signed it yet. Now, you might argue that, why would he? Why would he? Play it out. Win the game. You're worth more. Check all your options. I agree with that. I just don't see him coming back. I think he's about to coach his last game. And then where does he go? There are NFL teams that need quarterbacks or need help for quarterbacks. And one more thing about that. Remember when Andy Staples said, look at what this guy did. Look how close he had the Niners to winning a Super Bowl. Agreed. He did a hell of a job with the Niners. But why is it that the guy did that well and was there that short a period of time and they ran him off? Because that's what happens. He rubs people the wrong way. In Michigan, he can do whatever the hell he wants. (laughs) Obviously, right? He got suspended for six games this year. But there they are, with a chance to win it all. You imagine Monday night, what that's going to be like? It's going to be like Black Monday night, in the sense that you're going to have all these coaches in the NFL fired. And then they're going to play the national championship game. And this guy's going to be sitting there, and especially if he wins, just looking around. All right, what do you got to offer? What do you got to offer? I'm not hard to find. He'll be the ultimate I'm not hard to find. You know Don Yee. He's not hard to find. I'm not hard to find. It's going to be really interesting. In the meantime, you've got the Huskies just feeding on it. The disrespect, the disrespect, the disrespect. Believe me, they know that number's four and a half. All right, when we come back, got one more segment. You know what? Good job, clones. It's been a good call day in terms of volume. Not necessarily in terms of quality, but in terms of volume, which I like. I kind of want to shout out Mason Rudolph, of all people. I remember him sitting in this very studio before the draft. And the guy just kind of bided his time, waited, got some opportunities, didn't look great. And then with this season ripping apart, 
He gets a shot with the Steelers. And all of a sudden, the worst offense ever looks like a pretty damn effective offense with Mason Rudolph. And not once, but two weeks in a row. And now he's going to get the start in the regular season finale, a game they have to have, over Tiny Hands. And Tiny Hands is fine physically. I think that's all pretty interesting. Oh, and sorry, Steeler fan. You and I have been on the wrong side of this or the opposite side of this, but what do you know? Mike Tomlin has another non-losing season. Shock of all shocks. No way. No way. More bad news for you, Steeler fan. They're not firing him. No, I don't have an inside source. I don't need one to know they're not firing him. You know why? They shouldn't. And they won't. All right, so one last segment. Welcome back. I'm Jim Rome. Phone lines are open. You can get through. Hey, Jim. All of Har... Okay, I'm reading this. This was sent to me. Jim. All of Harbag's wins are going to be vacated this year. Just like that bag... In Boston, Smackoff title had a big asterisk on it because of the BIC's phone was jacked up. Ian and the Natty. It's funny. It's funny, but it's not accurate. At least not the second part of it. Because that's part of it. You have to make sure you're buttoned up and you've leveled up and your technology is right. At Lefty and KC writes, so... Early shots fired at Mike and Indy. Clone on clone crime is alive and well in 2024. Though no one really is sure if Mike is. Mike's alive. We know this. Or at least somebody is on the X firing off tweets or X's from Mike's account. Mike's alive. We know this. He's just not here. But he is on that platform. How do I know? Did you just listen to what Mark had to say? Clearly something's going on between the two of them. You better don't. Haven't heard that voice in a long time. Hey, Mikey's around. I'm still holding out hope that one day he will show up. Preferably day of. Wouldn't that be a great story? Mike goes away, goes away, goes away, and then comes back and rips that strap. Maybe for Smack Off 30. And one more at Marty underscore Blick. Mark my words. The New England Patriots next head coach will be Jim Harbaugh. A perfect match made in heaven. A franchise with a long history of cheating, bringing in the king of college cheating, Jim Harbaugh. Who could beat that? Maybe, Marty. They are going to need a coach. I mean, is there any doubt that Bill Belichick and Bob Kraft are going to part amicably? They'll need a coach. It says, you chose the correct year to come to Wisconsin for Christmas. It was 50 degrees warmer here on Christmas Day than last year. It snowed on Halloween, and we were in shorts on Christmas. The weather in this state is weird. Justin in Green Bay, 50 degrees warmer? 50. What, so it was like minus 20 last year? No, Calvick is in. Washington is a four and a half point underdog. They get no respect. I think these Vegas guys are being way too hard on Penix. Penix 
is a stiff competitor who rises to the occasion when it matters. Statues will be erected. Oh, did he get a double ding for that one? Statues will be erected. Dude, what is that, Alvin? No, I mean, I know what that is, but what is that, Alvin? Yeah, I get erected. I, I understand it. It's like it's like the old gong show, dude. Like, you just took the, the mallet, the little velvet mallet to that giant gong. That's what you should have done. Let's try that. Statues will be erected in honor of Penix before it's all said and done. Maybe. That's Vic. Maybe. We'll see. Hard to bet against that guy right now, especially if you can get four and a half. I'll say that. Let's go to the phones. We go to Hartford. Mike. Good to have you. Mike, how are you? Jim, thank you so much. Jim, explain this to me, man. I'm on the East Coast in Connecticut, of course. I wake up yesterday to a Fiesta Bowl starting at 11 a.m. local time in Phoenix, and I go to bed at halftime of the Sugar Bowl at 10.30 at night. Jim, I can't deal with this. I know you're in L.A., but listen, for all sports fans across America, the sunset over the mountains was cute in the 1980s in Pasadena. We need to get over this. The Rose Bowl needs to get over the 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific kickoff time. It's overrated, outdated, and we're all over it. What's not funny, Jim, is going to bed at halftime of a great college football playoff game because you have to make work the next morning. Jim, I'm out. I hear you, bro. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, but just know that's never going to change. That's never going to change. The networks love that. The networks love that. You can't put a price on that, although they do, actually. But what do you think they're paying for? That, that view. When I said to Andy Staples, help me explain to everybody else. And if you're in the Midwest and you see that, you understand. Like, who doesn't look at that from outside the area and think, man, that is incredible. You're buried in 10 feet of snow. And and you know this, if you're a team that's ever made it to the Rose Bowl and come out here and seen that game, it's incredible. I know we have friends from Bama. We have friends from Michigan. I know what the reaction was when they saw it when they got there yesterday. Like, holy crap. What an amazing day. What a beautiful day. And all I could think is it's going to get better. Well, it's going to get worse for one of you, but it's going to get better. Wait till the sun starts to go down, and then the sky turns colors that you've never seen before. We're not giving that up. So when you say that was cute and all in the 80s, but come on, man. I got to go to work tomorrow. They don't give a damn. They want that shot. They want that visual. And they're going to keep doing that until the end of time. I feel you, though. Hey, listen, as somebody who's been in this business, and yes, I'm an L.A. native, so I've always been on PST. Those of you on the East Coast, I've never understood how you live this life. And I stay up late, and I get up early. And it's always been that way. But I have never understood games that start at 9 p.m. Like, I've never understood that. I've never understood how you all stay up until midnight watching games and then get up and go to work the next morning. But then again, other things about those of you on the East Coast that I haven't understood, that when I've done this job at various stops, 
I would see executives roll in. They red-eye. They come in. They work. Or they red-eye back, and they go right to the office. It's just a different life, different time zone altogether. So I've never really understood that. (laughs) But yesterday, I got to admit, three football games, and I love ball and couldn't wait to get that day started. Is it me or did it feel like we watched 28 hours of football yesterday? It really did. And it was good ball, but it felt like I sat down and watched 28 hours of ball. Let's get to the huge call because we actually have one today. Right, Alvy? Is now a good time? Don't miss See Better. Drive safer month at O'Reilly Auto Parts with great deals on wiper blades, headlight bulbs, and more. They will ever even install your new wiper blades free of charge. So get ready for shorter days and more nighttime driving. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Was there ever any doubt that this wasn't the year of the Wolverine? The quintessential Michigan man walking into Caleb's barn and ripping the crown off his head? The team, the team, the team rolling through their schedule punked that soft bitch Mark and Hollywood's Penn State squad back to the Stone Age in their barn, ripped out the soul of Ryan Day and the Buckeyes, put Iowa in absolute blender on Indian- in Indianapolis. They tried to kill our coach. They tried to say we were cheating. Well, I'm here to say to all the haters and the losers, listen closely. Cheating works. I love it. We just killed the Prince of Darkness in Pasadena and sent those inbred hicks back to their hollers. And now we have an opportunity to drive the final stake through the heart of the Pac-12 and send one of the worst-run conferences in history to its funeral. And then welcome them to the Big Ten, where real football is played. And my prediction for the Natty, hey, diddle, diddle, Blake tore him up the middle. And one last thing. It's an incredibly sad state of affairs in Indy. Jim, Mike and Indy's fall from grace is tantamount to Lance Armstrong. Put these guys together, you got one full set. Mike, if you put half the effort into flexing those keyboard warrior fingers as you do talking junk live, well, you'd have the same amount of smack-offs, half of one. You're half a champ, you're half a man, and you don't have the stones to respond either. I'm literally talking into the void because you are a coward. And I'm sure you'll have plenty of time to formulate a little response behind the comfort of your phone screen, loser. Go blue. Jimmy, who's got it better than me? Nobody. Hi, good show, dude. No argue with that guy. Here's one. Romy, early ATP. We saw you set your alarm clock for 3.31 a.m. on January 1st. What is the alarm sound? Fat alarm, Trubisky alarm, or is it just a manual buzzer on a loop? Thanks. Geoff and Lincoln. See what I mean, dude? You've already blown it. You're already back to Geoff. Today is not an ATP day. Welcome back, Geoff. Nobody missed you. You knew that was too good to last. All good things come to an end. And that wasn't even a good thing. But it came to an end. I hit Alvy after one of my long rides. I even hit him on my story. I shouted out to him. Now, Alvy probably doesn't look at my stories on Instagram, but I'm like, Alvy, cue up the fat alarm. He is now. My thanks to you. It's always queued up. 
My thanks to Isaiah Likely. Thanks, Alvy. Sounds good. I'm not saying I don't deserve it. Isaiah Likely, Ravens tight end came in. Andy Staples also made it in. My thank you, clones, for showing up first day of the year on the program. Nice job. My thanks to the XR4TI. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.